Hello, Freedom Fighters. Thank you for listening. This audio interview is brought to you by Open World Magazine, the ultimate guide for pursuing a life of adventure and passion and setting up a location-independent business that can support your dream lifestyle. Go check us out at openworldmag.com. Welcome to another fun episode of the Open World Podcast. I'm so glad you can join us here today. I'm sitting here with my good friend on this glorious day here in Bangkok. Very hot day, and I'm really excited to finally interview my buddy here because he's somebody that I actually met on the road in Laos, and uh, we met at a guest house there. We connected instantly. His name is Poppy Bustos, and he's an expat here in Bangkok. Living the high life, literally. We're here on the 38th floor of his condo. <laughs> <laughs> We're a little bit high. Yeah. And he's one of my good friends, and I'm so excited to have him on this uh, call. We're going to talk about expat lifestyle, how he set up a business here in Thailand. He's actually from Argentina, so he's on the other side of the world. How he runs this business successfully, we're going to talk about travel. He's got a lot of fun stories to share. So I'm really excited to have him here. We always have fun conversations. Yeah. I'm hoping this is going to be PG, as PG as possible. <laughs> well, we will we'll try to keep it that way. Yeah, yeah. So we make probably, no promises, though. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the show. Thanks for uh, taking time to do this. Thank you. Always a pleasure to talk to you, to you, Danny, man. Always a pleasure to have you here. That's one of the good things I have in a friend like you. He's always coming back to Thailand every once in a while, and we have our interesting conversations. <laughs> yeah, <it's> <laughs> <laughs> a lot of sharing going on. It's people like you that make uh, Bangkok feel like home, and I, I really appreciate oh, that. Cheers, man. Yeah, thank you. So perhaps you can tell me and the listener uh, a little bit about what you're doing, how you ended up here, uh, where you came from. Well, actually, I come from Argentina. <laughs> I was on my teenage age. I was like like more focus on being a standard lawyer that <laughs> used to go to court every day. That was the objective and I quit it like just there before one semester before getting my degree. And suddenly I started doing business in general. And my best friend he started with this business in jewelry. He's like a nomad by by heart. So he started traveling to Thailand like ten years ago and buying jewelry and selling it. And eventually thought the big picture and Let's open a, he told me, let's open a, a, an office there, come as a partner, please. I need somebody like you living there. And it was like instant, instant yes. <laughs> Why did you start as a lawyer? Like, I totally wouldn't imagine you. Uh, in yeah, not even me. And what was your experience like? Why did you quit? Well, be, believe me, I haven't seen myself as a lawyer <laughs> then, but I just needed to open my eyes. Well, actually, I love the, the I love law. Like my grandfather was was a judge. My father is different, but he always <coughs> politician, historian. So I was surrounded by history and law in my house. So I loved it. But when I saw myself on a suit every day, <laughs> working to court and doing a, in a standard local place, it's like I had to quit. You know, when you have the the the, the dream to live abroad, there's mm-hmm. nothing you can do about it. Eventually, you need to run away. And I had this chance with my best friends and my best friend and. It was like a good opportunity, the opportunity what, to live abroad and to be an entrepreneur. What planted that seed or that desire for you to uh, to go abroad, to leave Argentina? Was there some kind of urging think, or a longing for you? No, actually, I think that, well, in Argentina, I have, my mother is from a different city than my father, which is not that, that common, and I used to travel a lot inside Argentina. Mm-hmm. I met the small differences between our culture, between the different states. So that kind of started the life for me, you know, when I was a kid. I always dream about living abroad. 
I just mm-hmm. didn't have the chance before because I was pursuing a different dream, but... Well, you, but did, you did travel a little bit before you came I to Thailand. I did travel. Uh, I know you yeah. went to the U.S. and you were uh, yeah, that was that English was my before. first experience actually, and it was a really good one, which was the one that set already the fire for for my my dream about traveling and living tell, abroad. Tell me about that because I know about it, but maybe you can. Yeah, it was it. a program that usually you can do when you are like younger in Argentina. I was twenty four years old, and I'm thirty seven right now. Well, I'm going to keep stretching the 37 because in one month it's 38, but <laughs> until the last day I would say 37. And I went to, I did this program where you pay some money and they make, like, they get you a job offer and you can, they do the paperwork of the visa, which is kind of complicated for America, it's pretty secure. Mm-hmm. So then I got it and it was a good opportunity to learn English. Actually, I never studied, so I just picked it up there. I had really you good were American in, uh, friends. You were in Colorado for three months? Or I was in Colorado in a ski center for three months, yeah, for okay. four months actually. Yeah. Working on a kitchen, then working as a waiter, just 24 years, trying something new. And you enjoyed it? Oh, I loved it. It was, I think that it was the first step for me to start traveling because mm-hmm. that's where I learned English, which is the universal language today, you know, so. Otherwise, I wouldn't learn it because I didn't like yeah. studying it. You and know? you don't get many chances in Argentina. No, to no. Only if you go and you get like an intensive course and you pay attention, you go just like four months living in America and trying it all. Yeah. When I just got there, it was pretty funny. I knew only 10 words, you know. And <laughs> eventually, I had really patient friends that it was like, please correct me in everything, you know. So so, so here you are, you know, you, you, at first you only knew 10 words, now you're having this podcast interview <laughs> entirely in English, you know? Yeah, yeah, and, and it's, say so. I really find that, you know, traveling really accelerates that learning process for me. Like, Definitely. when I went to Argentina, I was in the same mode, like, I'm like, all right, I'm starting life over again here, yeah. and I could do anything I want to do, you know? So it's I started incredible. doing, like... Especially I, that you dominated the language already, like... like language yeah. learning is amazing for that. It's amazing for You that, pick up languages so fast. If you actually make an effort, yeah. you can learn so fast. And in places like these, there is a land of opportunities if you, if you can <laughs> communicate with people. Yeah. That's amazing, because it's really, you know it, it's a land of opportunity, Asia. It's growing so fast, and... Just need to come and grab it, you know, and work hard for it. <laughs> and I've been in Asia long enough, I've picked up a bit of all the languages, uh, almost yeah, all yeah. languages out here, so... You have a spe- special skill, believe me, <laughs> you meant in that way. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, we did a language learning podcast with uh, a guy who speaks 11 languages named Sean Perez, and wow. he gave me some great tips on that podcast interview. It's actually on this podcast. That's crazy. Yeah, and it's really just like a steady goal, you know? It's not like anything like, I'm not hacking this, I'm not like... You know, learning super quickly. Like I just learn like a few words every day. I just ask people just how to do pass I, along and to be able to yeah. share a little bit more with the local people. Yeah, I just ask. So I ask the locals. You know, how do you say this in Thai? You know, and yeah. this is like key is punje or punje. or pen. You know, and yeah. I forget what pen is, but you get the point. <laughs> yeah, 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 definitely. definitely. And and so I, I, that's what I really love about travel, though. It really accelerates your life. Um, you're learning in a much faster way. And I think that is because also because traveling, the, one of the main things that you get from traveling is actually the, the, the social networking. I mean, you meet people from all over the world. That's what really opens your mind. I don't you're think for, that when you travel, with people. you know, you know that yeah. people say that when you travel a lot, uh, that opens your mind, your brain, your, your, your own doors, you know, they open them. I think that is not just a beautiful beach. If you go to a beautiful beach, it's just a place which is beautiful. But it's the people that you meet there, how you share mm-hmm. in that kind of environment. So... That's why his, his language is so important, so you nice. Develop, you develop such an understanding of human nature, too. And, <laughs> and you get better at connecting with people and yeah, understanding, you, you understanding them, like truly having empathy for them. Like there's that one quote yeah. uh, by Mark Twain, I don't know if you know it, but it says that travel is fatal to 
bigotry and prejudice, yeah. you know, things like this, because if you're they just... They totally go away, man. Yeah. If we just understand that it's just formalities that we follow according to the culture we were living in, you get over those things and you just meet the person, and the person is like, mm. dude, we have everything in common, you know? Vietnamese, uh, yeah. communists, and American capitalists, like, they want the same things, they just yeah. have different ideas about how Only they you know, you know. I I was talking. I talked with many friends, and we were talking about discrimination, sexism, and all that kind of stuff. And and we were saying like, dude, there is no other way to get over that than leaving actually out of that. You know, mm-hmm. like you, we, we cannot call ourselves like a feminist or or or, or, or open-minded, like no racist, unless we totally live by that. So you need to have a show interest for people, like to want to know them, like Thai people. You want to. I want to talk to them. If you don't want it, you're not going to get what you can get from a tree, you know? I find that's one of the greatest gifts that humanity can offer us is understanding, you know? And if there's someone who really disagrees with you, being able to understand what the world looks like through their eyes. And that is beneficial for us because that's the challenge, what you get from meeting people that is different from you. If you, it doesn't mean that they need to convince and change your, your values or your thoughts. It's just that they're putting a new idea there so you can challenge those values, you know? Yeah, and, and you can hold your values less yeah. rigid, you know? If you have political beliefs or things like this, like realize that, you know, maybe reality is more subjective. And you stop paying <laughs> attention to details that usually were so super important at home. Like, I don't know, just to give you an, a, a little thing, that's what, like many years ago when I started traveling, that's one thing that actually got stuck in my mind. It's a little thought, a detail. Like, as an example, is like when people eat, People eat differently depending on the culture. Mm-hmm. In some cultures, if you eat with your open mouth, with an open mouth, if you open your mouth while you're chewing, it's super gross, you know? <laughs> and in some cultures, they just do it like a normal thing. They or, burp. Or slurp, slurping you know? the soup, you know, like... Yeah, or, or stripping, yeah, yeah, or just burping. Burping is... I've been in cultures in which burping is actually polite. <laughs> you, know? you can imagine that. Yeah, we actually do it in my country. Food. We do it like as a joke between best friends, you know, like when you <laughs> ate something really gross. Oh, and you, you guys, you guys are always <laughs> kissing each other too, like in other cultures. That's we really kiss strange. each other, oh, hello. I think that we have each other, <laughs> man, woman, whatever. If I like you, dude, I'm going to give you a small hug, you know, like tight... Like a real hug. That's something that you, I miss actually from living here, but I, I think I'm trying to spread hugs humans, all over humans Asia. Need, <laughs> humans need contact, and there's many scientific studies on this, and that's one of the reasons why my yeah. ex-Japanese girlfriend and I didn't work out is because they're more, yeah. they won't show any public affection, you know, and I'm like, I just want one hug today. We take it so seriously, the, the, the part of meeting, me, uh, meeting with another person, you know, like, 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 yeah being friends we take it so serious and formalism what we expect from them from friends I but you guys the you com- guys really the break down the barriers though like we are know. super down down yeah. well below earth i think that because we are super chill inside <laughs> in that way you know yeah i don't know because it's, it's not that difficult it's just it, it, the commitment comes from another place that's what i'm trying to say mm-hmm. people take commitment like if you're my friend it's for life you always have to be there it's like no sometimes i will not be able to be there but that doesn't mean that i don't love you we yeah. take it chill, you know. If somebody is my friend, I, I I want them to feel at least that they have no pressure with me. I'm their friend, mm-hmm. and I'm going to be 100 percent honest with them. And that's, that's really kind nice. of commitment is the commitment that actually takes a friendship to a lifetime. Yeah, or or a, or a couple. Because a people people like to feel that they're not being judged. You know that they um, they worry people, much more on form on forms mm-hmm. than on real 
sharing, you know, or yeah. connection or real feelings, you know. And so there's a lot that like I can learn from you and how you do things and like how I do things that you can learn from me and our, our other yeah. friend. And um, sorry, this turning into something super spiritual <laughs> though. But that's <laughs> yeah. the point I want to make though is, is that you know like um, it's about empathy and deepening your understanding, yeah. and I find that to be for me very rewarding. And I think it's really good for business as well. Mm-hmm. If you're an entrepreneur or if you're in a high-profile role with a company, mm-hmm. um, is that empathy? And I've read books about this, like um, Leo Lowndes, she's a communications expert, yeah. and she says the difference between like someone who doesn't really advance in life, like a janitor mm-hmm. and the CEO of that company, you know, they come from the same school, have a lot of the same credentials, but the, the janitor is always thinking about like, you know, what time am I going to get off today? Mm-hmm. You know, then what, what t- television show am I going to watch afterwards? While the CEO is thinking about other people. Yeah, but that's also like, a, is, is, is part of human nature. We're different. Some people doesn't want to. You know, I, I don't know if you noticed this, that when we, t- we started traveling, we got like a super fanatic stage, you know, in which mm-hmm. we were talking to friends or whatever. It's like, you have to travel, you have to travel, go, 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 go. But eventually I realized that there are some people that doesn't need to travel like we do. That's yeah. why we are kind of a tribe, like tribe, yeah, I, so to I speak. I think like traveling nomads, helps, me you know? develop, helps me develop those mental muscles. And I, I think the point where I was yeah. getting at is like, um, it's one person's only thinking about themselves and their own needs mm-hmm. and not able to get outside of their own head. Mm-hmm. And the other person is having empathy, understanding like, you know, the, mm-hmm. the nuances, the, the needs, the desires, the fears, what the person wants. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the most valuable skill that you can have. Yeah, and empathy is a, is a really good skill. The benefits of being empathetic, I think, is amazing. You can use it in, 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 in business, in social uh, relationships, in, in your couple. Yeah, empathy, I think, is something that would help the world to be a little bit better, you know? And it gives you more inner peace, <laughs> you know? <laughs> because you don't struggle with people. You just kind of feel them, and that's it. Although yeah. it's not possible to do it, maybe I think it's an exercise. Those kind of things you are exercises. Patience, like patience, patience you know? of people. You have more patience sympathy for them. Also, in, in yeah. business as well, it's like a strong work, you know, will, but <laughs> also patience because you cannot grow a business in thirty days. You know, I mean, and you're quite a patient that. person. I have to say. I'm super patient. <laughs> yeah. In some things, though, you know, like every person, I have my my little corners, but. <laughs> so tell me, uh, let's talk about business a little bit. You know, tell me a little bit about. Um, Take me back to the beginning. You received this offer to come out to Thailand yeah. to become a partner in this wholesaling business. Yeah. How did you feel then? Were you nervous at all? Or? Yeah, I was super nervous. Yeah. Actually, well, not nervous in a bad way. I was anxious because it was the first time that I was going to really go living abroad with no, no, I mean, prospect to come back, you know? So, and on the other hand, it was the first time that I was going to have my own business. Because I usually was working in, in law firms or in HP, Hewlett Packard in Argentina, or in a call center, you know. So you must have been excited to go to Thailand, though. Yeah, and Thailand was like, dude, <laughs> where is where is that actually? <laughs> you know, something. I, I, I knew Thailand was southeast, but I, I didn't know the shape <laughs> of the country. Uh, you know, a, a funny it's an thing, elephant. It's easy. You know, and a funny thing, I, I I was preparing myself like for for a while because I knew like six months before that I was coming. And I was preparing myself for not generating any expectative, any expectations on, on, on Asia. It's like, dude, I want to go with no expectations. Whatever it comes, it comes. I'm going to live there. I have time to know whatever it comes to my mind, you know, to visit mm-hmm. any place or whatever. So when I came, I didn't know almost nothing. It was like a, I was trying something new, like not reading about it. 
I read a couple of things, but I didn't know so many. So when I came to Thailand, it was like amazing. It was, big culture shock, huh? Oh, yeah, it was a big culture <laughs> shock. And I went to, through stages, you know, stages in which you hate the smell and then suddenly you change it and, and you start loving the lemongrass in your face when you walk and stuff. Get you used know? to the pollution in your lungs. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, get used to the view. It's like, oh, the smoke is horrible, but at least gives a beautiful sunset. <laughs> That's <laughs> right. It's Bangkok like that. is called the Big Mango because uh, mm. the sunlight filters through all the pollution. The sky yeah. lights up big orange, bright orange. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I remember like a week ago I saw you. Oh, I just got off the plane and like, oh, my lungs aren't used to this yet. You know, I just went <laughs> to the beach for two weeks. <laughs> yeah, imagine people that come from Nepal, which is super clear, you know. Yeah, yeah and that's I, so I'm used to it by now and uh, feeling comfortable here. I like, I love Bangkok. Um, so when you came, you know, were you clear like what your role was supposed to be? I mean, you came from a completely different field where you're doing law and now you're doing a lot of operations, you know, you're the mover and shaker for this company. Did you have, uh, was it difficult, you know, to learn how to do this and well, it was a challenge, successful? definitely. I wouldn't call it, well, it was difficult, of course, in some way. I, I actually have, before coming here, I was, I got a job like uh, for two years, uh, being a general manager, a financial manager of a construction company. So I actually had that experience, like a financial experience and how to manage a company. It was a really good experience. And then I came here, so, but still it was like opening a new, I call it a new kiosk, you know, mm -hmm. a, new, a new little market. So it was like a challenge in that way was difficult in some parts, it required a hard job, but you know, working a lot is not always bad. It's actually <laughs> nice in some way if you love what you're doing, you know, or love the challenge that you're taking. So yeah, it was hard, it taught me a lot. I had to sacrifice many times and we had ex uh, a lot, you know, for some time as well. So it takes you to places where otherwise experience, you wouldn't get it in other places, you know, like having your own business, you know it. You know, being an entrepreneur is it has it good things and bad things, but they all teach you something. You know. Do you feel that you're proud of your decision? That um, sure, definitely. You've it's been a good thing for your life versus if you'd stayed yeah. in Argentina. But I think that experiences like these, in which you don't have any tragedy or something like that, of mm -hmm. course, but like it's just a different experience. It depends on how you take it. You know, it couldn't be like if I'm a more negative person, I could say that Bangkok didn't give me anything or something. But of course, it didn't. It and did that's, change that's my key. life, you know, because I have an optimistic view on the things that I try out. Just for the fact of trying them out, you know, in most of the cases, you know. But that's the good thing. When you keep trying, 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 expertise tells you how to grow and eventually you find a way. And you, you just mentioned like a, one of the keys to life, I think, um, is that it really depends on your point of view. You know, if, if you have like challenges, for example, yeah. but you say that I'm learning from this, you know, yeah. I'm learning from that failure and I've gained something from it, yeah. versus someone that's saying like, oh, I miss home, I miss uh, yerba mate, and yeah. uh, the pastries, well, yeah, and things in Argentina. You know how it is, you mistake so many times in life sometimes, that in little things, something something less, something more, but in that eventually you don't, I don't make a big thing about my our mistakes, or the mistakes that we did in the company. It was like, dude, this is what we're doing it for, to mistake and to learn, you know, and, and now we got much better, of course, because of those mistakes, so, I don't know, I think it depends on the, on the way we look at those things, you know? Yeah, and I think another key is like making errors on the side of action, Yeah. you know? So like taking a chance, if you have a decision, you know, fork in the road, take it. 
Yeah, definitely, man. Because if you don't do anything, nothing happens. And if you take that chance, maybe you'll fail, but you'll still gain something from it. You'll get an experience from it. Yeah, but we always have to use the brain because that's why experience. That's why we <laughs> mistake. Otherwise, we are not enjoying experience. And I mean, if we know already that we have been in that alley, we shouldn't go, or we shouldn't go the same way at least. Now we need to go with a different strategy. There's, so, there's a saying that uh, life keeps teaching you the same lessons yeah. until you learn them. Yeah, you know, it's, it's like, it's, my father used to say, I'm going to try to translate it in English, but it's like, uh, it's like when you have a, a, an emotional maturity. It's like when the impulses of the heart respond to the, to the reasons, reasoning of the, of the brain, you know? Cuando los impulsos del corazón responden a los fundamentos de la razón. <laughs> sounds much better in Spanish, I promise you. But it's basically that we're passionate about things, but we use our brain with experience that we already got, you know? Otherwise, there is no point in getting experience. Yeah. So Experience is the best teacher. Yeah, but passion is always the engine that takes us to places like this, you know? Mm -hmm. Like being passionate about something, even if it is only about learning, mm -hmm. you know? And you can never go wrong with travel, because even if uh, things don't work out exactly, they never, they never do, obviously. It never yeah. works out exactly as you imagine in your head. Exactly. But it gives you a chance to double your life experience. You know? I think so. I if think I spend so. 50, 60 years in California, you know, yeah. um, it's just I'm just living the same life. It gets boring. I don't, I don't remember anything that happened within like a whole year or something. Yeah. But well, that's I'm, a choice, you know. Yeah. That's a choice that people can make. Some people like more, more quiet life, you know, more quiet life, you know. Like in the islands, the islanders, they are actually there and they live there for 60 years, but they live in a beautiful island. Yeah, so who, who who am I to judge them? You know, it's but like, I've, dude, I've, I've been you in... found your your <laughs> yeah, your oasis. But you've been surprised because I've I've yeah. been like in the jungles, you know, in Malaysia, like the yeah. Orang Asli people, like the regional people, and they're living there um, in these huts, you know, hunting. Yeah. They they hunt monkeys with slingshots. No way. And I, they they taught me how to use the the slingshot <laughs> and stuff. No, no, not slingshot. It was a it was a big blowpipe like this. Oh yeah. A really long blowpipe. And I was I was shooting at a teddy bear, you know. I was hitting the teddy bear. No way! Like the real, after. the real. Yeah, they're eating monkey meat, and they, you know, they trade. Native with, way, you know. They get like tours, and they get they paid a little bit, you know, when tour, uh, tourists come. Yeah. Uh, which they spend for like basic necessities and stuff. And and they were actually asking me a lot of questions about traveling, you know, like what's wow. what's Bangkok like, or I want to meet you in Bangkok yeah. next year, and stuff like this, you know. That's they're really cool. curious about the world. Um, yeah, the nomad spirit, uh, as long as we keep traveling, is spreading, you know. We're spreading mm -hmm. that spirit because when people see that you're traveling, well, I'm not much of a traveler right now, though, because I've been here for three years you trying to grow a company, but I, whenever I have an opportunity, I go somewhere, yeah. you know? like even if it is for five days only or something like that. But still, the, I, I feel that it, it, it spreads, you know, mm -hmm. the, the traveler energy. Because everybody see, I mean, in every people that I've seen it that travels, they have like a special smile, you know, like, dude, I met something new, a little shine in their eyes. So yeah, it's an advice that you should give. You know. Travel. If, if it is not for you to go live, to an, uh, live abroad, at least travel. Travel is always a good investment, you know. So tell me a little bit about what your life is like here in Thailand. Um, you know, what do you do for your business? You know, what are your responsibilities? And okay. um, give, walk me through, like, your experience living as an expat in Bangkok. Like, I'm pretty familiar with it, but I'd like yeah. to hear it in your own words. Yeah, yeah, of course. Well, yeah, actually, well, our company, we sell warehouse sellers of silver, so I, I interact with a lot of factories here. So <laughs> on my daily basis, usually when I, when I get orders and everything, I take care of the whole logistic of this. So I go, leave the orders, pick it up, make the payment, etc. So I have the chance there to talk with a lot of locals, which is pretty nice. 
And then on my daily basis as, a, as, a, as an expat, Bangkok, one of the most beautiful things that has to offer is the nightlife. <laughs> but not only party, I mean nightlife, you know, like going to a Chinatown, going to a nice bar until 11 if you want, or even later. But Oh, you go out later. Yeah, I usually <laughs> go out later because in Argentina we're used to going until late. Until the sun comes up. Still, I got used to this way to only close, everything closes like most of the things here at 2 a.m. But the social life in that sense is pretty cool. You know, the rooftop bars, the atmosphere of the night in Bangkok is different. Mm-hmm. than the day so it's beautiful and Thai people are so uh, friendly you know and they love yeah. to they love to have fun and expats too is full of expats they receive like 1.5 million people per month you know tourists and stuff and that is really nice because it's not only that you meet people from all over the world I met people from countries that I would never thought that I was going to meet them you know mm-hmm. or something like that so it's pretty cos- it's super cosmopolitan and, yeah. and that's beautiful so on the day living as an expat here is pretty cool it's cheap, you don't need so much money, you know, to, to, to have a good life here. So it's full of opportunities, business opportunities as well. And once you got it, you can grow it. It's beautiful. And the people, you meet people all the time. So mm-hmm. that's amazing. So that's a normal life here as an expert. It's pretty nice. I would say in Southeast Asia in general, except for some countries that are more expensive, but in general, the opportunities there are beautiful. In Vietnam, mm-hmm. I've heard beautiful things as well. Yeah. The, the entrepreneur community is growing in all Southeast Asia. So Yeah, a lot of people are coming here to bootstrap their startups. They're enjoying the low cost of living, mm-hmm. the cheap, A lot of investment going, going around, yeah. you know. And so your, your role basically is like you make these deals happen. You make the logistics happen. Yeah. Um, you just communicate mostly with your... Uh, vendors and suppliers, exactly. right? I organize all that, yeah. And you also, have investors as well? Uh, we had some investors and we had mm-hmm. a startup as well because in order to grow this company, one of the, the when I came here to Bangkok, one of the things we invested is we have a partner that is our best friend. He's a system engineer and he developed a software for it mm-hmm. in which we is, is linked to a to a e-commerce that we create for our clients if they want to and mm-hmm. so we, we went that way uh, as a startup mm-hmm. so that was a really nice experience too because the startup here is pretty cool we had to stop that project though because we had other business opportunities and we kind of use it only for ourselves but we're selling it we're selling it so yeah it's, it's been that experience of going on an entrepreneur world here was beautiful because you can tell that it's growing so fast in the last three years and a lot of Thai people is like going out and trying new things. Yeah. That is an experience. I would recommend it to a people that wants to try it here. There's a, an edge and an energy, you know, and it just feels like things are changing and evolving all the time and it's yeah. such an excitement, you know. I, every time I'm gone for a few months, like there's new shops and new yeah. hostels and new stores opening yeah. up, you know, and it's just so exciting. Like it just feels like... Uh, there's this charge, this energy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, and it's great. Um, and, you know, I, I just love Thailand. I always find myself coming... A neighborhood working or whatever, try to find a new bar, sit down, drink a coffee, or eat some local food. So I think that's that's a good part of our traveling. Yeah, that's the best have, way to, to enjoy routine, it, you know? It's good to have a routine maybe like 80-90% of the time, and then 10-20% yeah, of the time you go try yeah. new things. Yeah, yeah. Good like, balance. I think it's funny because, like... Um, I went back to this neighborhood in Bangkok, and uh, I used to like get tea from this lady. Mm-hmm. And I haven't been back there in like two years. And I just went the other day, and she's like, she already knew my order. Yeah, like, oh, that's beautiful. Thai yen, you know, and uh, those things happen you know, automatically sometimes. 
Yeah, I don't know if I, I would call it a routine, but yeah, I would definitely <laughs> call it like like be part of of where you're living, and that's the way you're going to enjoy it. Whatever you yeah. are in the world, you know, I had this experience also in in America. He's like, dude, if I was going to see the bus driver every day after driving for two weeks, he's like, hey, what's up? Hey, hello, <laughs> you know, like, hey, have a nice day. And eventually, you you are part of your environment, you know. You're you it depends on you the kind of energy that you put on it. Connect with people and don't like just be a bystander. I know that's like a, a lot of people make that mistake is that they, uh, especially like places like here, Southeast Asia, like they'll bring their business from back home and then they'll just work from abroad. Yeah. But they're just like people working on laptops in exotic locations, you know, they're not actually like getting involved. You cannot involved. underestimate that never, you know. Yeah, they're not actually like, yeah. getting involved in local culture. They're not absorbing it. They're just kind of carrying their own baggage. Yeah. So living here, them. it helps you to do, even if you, if like a kind of a mindfulness kind of living, you know, like like. You enjoy little moments in which you are watching a sunset, maybe with your laptop or maybe with beer or whatever. But even if it is only one day, you're watching that and seeing it and leaving the air there and you just, it feels like an hour, you know, sometimes. Mm. It's beautiful and maybe you're 15 minutes just having a drink in the road, you know. But yeah. to learn how to stop in those moments, here is a, is a place that helps you to learn that. Yeah. Because it gives you beautiful places, beautiful spots, beautiful moments in which you eventually learn to stop, just take a break, and enjoy it. But you have to be open to it as well. Yeah. Because um, there's a lot of people out here that just, and I don't go to co-working spaces, for example. You know, like a lot of people that, I, and a lot of my friends of mine who just like spend all their time in co-working spaces, and yeah. because they're paying a monthly membership or a weekly membership, which is good also. They want to get the most out of the membership, so they will not leave the co-working space. They'll eat all their meals there, and yeah. it's like you're in Thailand, dude. You know, yeah. go on an adventure somewhere. You know, yeah. something impromptu. Um, I think that here you can combine both because you, you can do it, you know, and eventually you have like a free weekend and you take... I mean, yeah, fair, fair enough, here, but a lot, a lot of people don't do that. Go to know? an island, yeah, go to a park, yeah. a national yeah. park, go to an old. I have a friend who says like, you need to be two things are an entrepreneur. One, you need to be a hermit. And the second is you need to be a party animal. <laughs> but you don't mix the two. Like, you know, don't try to like be balanced. Like go like for a week, don't leave the house and get yeah. work done. And then go to Vegas for a week or go to <laughs> Copenhagen or whatever for the full moon party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that we need to learn to enjoy small, you know, self-treats. <laughs> <laughs> well, awesome, Poppy. Is there anything else that you want to uh, add to this conversation or anything that you want to no, leave, a note that you want to end on? It has been a pleasure talking to you, bro, meeting you. And I hope a lot of people takes you and hears you, man, because you have really good advice. Man. Well, thank you, Papa. That's very nice. And um, we're here today in the State Tower in Bangkok at my friend Poppy Busto's home. Great guy, expat <laughs> uh, that we met in Laos. And uh, thank you so much for uh, you know joining us on this call and being so generous with your time and experiences. With I hope we didn't bore you guys. <laughs> <laughs> and your website is uh, Dozo, D-O-Z-O. That's your uh, wholesaling business, and it's yeah. dozogroup.com is the website. Yeah. Well, actually, people need to, to go ask for it because it's a private. Mm. It's only with access, so need to request for it. It's part of the market, people that want to check their competition, you know, the designs oh, okay. and stuff. So we're really private on it, and we, that's why we, we work with these factories for many years already. We have a really consolidated kind of relationship. So, yeah, well, basically, well, well, you can request wanna, it, take a look around, and we, we will give you the access. If, if, no, that's, that's all right, but if people want to connect with you... Um, they can totally connect us through the website, definitely. Right? Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah do, you, do, you, do you want to kind of connect with I like encourage them actually to do it if they're interested in having their own business, like opening something that is not much money to invest, but still you can do as a wholesaler. So it would be like a really nice opportunity for many, many people. We saw a lot of people that started with us like three years as well, and now they have growth in, in also big wholesalers in Argentina, in Peru, mm-hmm. in many places, you know, so. I how, about, how, about on, uh, how about on Facebook? Is, is it okay if they connect with you? Yeah, actually, they can connect with me on Facebook, Pope yeah. Bustos, you know, like the Pope. <laughs> P-O-P-E-B-U-S-T-O-S. Yeah, that would be great, man. They can contact me anytime. And if they're in Bangkok, maybe they can, have, we can get an espresso or a pastry together yeah, or something. Because <laughs> you're a pretty nice. social guy. Always nice to talk to somebody new, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and you're a great uh, host, very hospitable as well. Thank you, bro. Yeah. Well, that's another episode of the podcast with Pape Bustos, my good buddy. Okay, thank you guys for listening.